Hey everybody, welcome to episode 11 of Cocktails and Scenes. I am Will. Hey guys, I'm Wayne. Wayne, we have reached episode 11. We are in double digits. Ooh, uno, uno. Uno, uno. This Mm -hmm. is a big accomplishment. And today, happy 420, everybody. Um, Happy 420, everyone. We are talking coincidentally about the best stoner characters in movie history total coincidence we didn't plan to talk about this topic. yeah exactly i mean it's 420 we all know is my birthday so that's why we're talking about this on my birthday it is i was just about to mention happy (laughs) birthday to wayne it's wayne's birthday happy birthday to me happy birthday dude i'm like so excited i like took two days off of work and i'm just gonna like chill it's a birthday weekend. Oh, for Wayne. You're gonna chill off work on 420. Okay. Yeah. Just. You know. <laughs> I mean, no other reason than it's my birthday. We're gonna leave it at that. Happy birthday, Wayne. Happy. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Is 420 the most like called for? This should be a national holiday. I think day so. In, like that or Super Bowl Monday, the Monday after Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 420. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think those are the two ones that like need to be on the calendar. I think I think we need a couple of extra days at Thanksgiving, honestly. Oh yeah, that's true too. The Friday after Thanksgiving, sometimes it's not yeah. for some people. That's true. That's bullshit. I know for sure. That should be a yeah. four day weekend, one hundred percent. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because the Wednesday before is the big drinking night, right? So you need like a half day the Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then Thursday, Friday, not back exactly Monday for sure. So for sure. I mean. But, you know, kind of like looking up like 420, what people do is this like holiday. And uh, a lot of people treat it like Thanksgiving, only with a shit ton of weed. <laughs> Just Doritos. Just instead tons of, Dorit- of Doritos. And uh, we need two big pizzas, man. <laughs> pizzas, Doritos. Yeah. Mountain, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew and just like <laughs> chill and watch Netflix and eat food all day, which is, you know, like sans family that's thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of doritos i did bring a snack again this week um my favorite munchy snack cool ranch doritos are with me but we are drinking as well Mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk naturally dude naturally naturally (laughs) we are gonna drink and wayne what is your cocktail for this episode on 420 well this episode on 420 I'm uh, pulling a will and drinking a beer, but I'm drinking mm. the champagne of beers. Miller High Life. Live your highest life. Take that in whatever context you want. <laughs> Live that high life on 420. Very Live good. it that high life. <laughs> Very good. Um, I have some high lifes as well as my backup. Okay, your backup, but, but you've got a you've got a cocktail this week, right? Like, tell I me, do, you got a cocktail. I do. Okay, I do have a cocktail in honor of a stoner character that we may or may not talk about later on. His favorite cocktail, the White Russian, aka the Caucasian, in honor of the dude, <laughs> his dudeness, his El Duderino. Yep, El Duderino, Jeff Bridges. White Russians, I see calls them in the movie Caucasians. The is lovely. That is a yeah. wonderful drink for today. Yeah, so uh, Kahlua, vodka, mm-hmm. and usually it's with cream or milk. My tum-tum can't handle cream or milk. 
Så om du har <laughs> I am with like certain things like I can eat cheese all day but like milk especially cream just kills me oh yeah you can't put like heavy cream and liquor oh, in yeah. a glass and just drink it and be no. fine <laughs> yeah no. the people who do that are insane to me so I got a little almond milk in mine oh, okay I'll probably get made fun of for it but uh, yeah. you know my tum tum gets the rum the rumblies the rumblies so. yeah yeah so uh so I got some almond milk it's actually very good uh I don't I, I've had these in the past, but I've tried them with milk in the past, and it just hasn't sit well. But no. this with uh, the almond milk and I guess some Tito's vodka, some Kahlua, it's actually very good. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we'll put the recipe up. It's uh, it's two parts vodka, one part Kahlua, one part milk, heavy cream, almond milk, whatever you're doing for that portion. Mm-hmm. But we'll put that up. The uh, Caucasian from the Big Lebowski. Nice. Good pick. Cheers. Cheers. So let's get into it. We are going with our top five stoner characters in movie history mm-hmm. for 420. Um, and Wayne is going to kick us off today. Wayne, your number five stoner character. All right. So number five stoner character for me. That was Belch. Whew. <laughs> Those high lives, man. Um, anyway, so number five for me is Brian. Jim Brewer, half baked, nineteen ninety nine. Nice. This was um, I, I left half baked off my list because I couldn't choose one character. I know from... it's so hard. Yeah, because you <laughs> so got Thurgood, hard. you got Chappelle as Thurgood. Yep. I'm with you that Brian is the choice for half baked. Yeah, it's not absolutely. Honest, but Brian is the the choice for half baked. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's the stereotypical stoner. Loves tie dye, which if you could see Will today, he's wearing tie dye. So. You know, props, man. Props on that. I tie-dye. am. It was not purposeful, um, but now <laughs> this that came I am, from it, your psyche, this was just like, I'm just feeling like tie dye today for some reason. Yeah, man, totally. Yeah, um, <laughs> some some yeah, yeah. So I do call it my uh, Jason Sudeikis sweatshirt now. Because <laughs> if you saw him blazed out of his mind on the uh, Golden Globes a couple of weeks <laughs> ago, <laughs> it's uh, essentially the same look. That's but, awesome. Uh, yes, I am wearing tie dye today. Well, uh, like Will, Jim Burr was wearing tie-dye in Half-Baked. Um, he is a big, like, not Will, I don't know, you might be, but uh, Brian was a huge Jerry Garcia fan, even had a <laughs> surprise cameo by Jerry Garcia at the end of Half-Baked. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and just like, you know, just being this chill, like, 90s stoner, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. This I'd look back on this movie with just like, God, just the 90s and just this yeah. like start of these like buddy stoner comedies that just like r- ran rampant through the 90s. I mean, just like everybody had a stoner character. You get a stoner character. You get a stoner character. Yep. Um, yep. And it's just, it's just like an innocent like comedy to me. I know that Dave Chappelle, like he did say like, he didn't like the end result. He wanted to be a little bit more serious. And he said, this was like stoners for kids. Um, but I don't know, man, I thought it was hilarious. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, It's a funny movie. Yeah. It's on my list of like ones that just missed. I was going to put Brian if I was going to mm. pick one, like I said, what happened yeah. to Jim Brewer? He's just like a stand-up comedian for the most part. Not too many movies. Yeah, he doesn't really do, but his stand-up yeah. is really funny. Like if you watch yep. his stand-up, um, he's a funny guy. Uh, yeah. So like a couple of classic scenes for me. 
uh, is when <laughs> Brian does the who's coming with me. That's the best. I mean, that's the best part. Of it. So, as, with me, man. as a Jared Maguire is one of my favorite movies ever. So, as yeah. a huge fan of that, when that first happened, I was like, "This is hilarious." <laughs> this scene. All and I want to know. It's so good. With me. And then the snack list, which is like right, right at the very beginning of the movie. He's talking about yeah, all yeah. the snacks. Funny is that he like says that entire list of the most off the wall random snacks. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, what's his name is just like, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> you want anything yeah. else? You know? <laughs> yeah. What what year is Half Baked? When did that come out? That was 1998. 98. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, yeah, that I, I like that time. It's funny because, you know, I'm nine years old when that came out mm. and I watched it and still thought it was funny. Yeah. But I didn't obviously get it at that point. <laughs> like I just like, oh, these guys are out there. They're goofy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you it's know, funny too. Like some of the stuff they talk about in the movies in 1998 are just like the norms of today. Like medical marijuana and yeah, like weed delivery. Like that's all yeah, just yeah. like normal shit nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Yep. All right. So that was my number five. Will you get to kick us off with your number five? Yeah, so speaking of snacks, um, my number five, uh, I'm cheating a little bit and putting two characters together oh, because nice. you have to you have to pair these characters together. It is Harold and Kumar. Um, <laughs> yes. From, <laughs> the Harold and Kumar trilogy. <sighs> Harold and Kumar go to White Castle in 2004. Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay in 2008. And a very Harold and Kumar Christmas 2011. Nice. Um I'm going to focus on White Castle because it's the best one. The it's first the best one. one. Yeah. It's oh, the best four. One. Just the thought of making an entire movie about guys having a craving for <laughs> <laughs> mini cheeseburgers oh, no. <laughs> is amazing to me. Like, I have so much respect for this movie because of its ridiculousness is like genius that, you know, this should be like an SNL skit. But it's, yeah. an, you know, it's an, an hour and a half long movie. movie. Right. Yeah. It is. It's so relatable. I mean, if you it is have ever had a honkering for a food late night with some yeah. certain substances in your body, you know what I'm talking about. Oh man, you will stop at nothing. <laughs> you will stop nothing. at nothing until you eat this. Yes, absolutely, um, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's the same for me. Like I can totally say like, <laughs> oh, how many like crystals? Which you probably don't know what crystals is. It's like white cousins. White cousins, White Castle's cousin no, in I the don't south. Know what that is. Yeah, so oh, it's really? like yeah, so it's little little hamburger buns and the weird thing. Anyway, so Crystal's runs at three o'clock in the morning to get a sack full. Oh, nice. They um, this movie made me crave White Castle. You, we can only get it in like the freezer aisle here. There's no White Castles around mm. me, but we do have this legendary cheeseburger place. Everyone in Western Mass will know the White Hut. Um, which is not as small cheeseburgers as White Castle, but they're, they are smaller. Like, I can eat, like, three every time I go. Well, hence um, the uh, hut versus castle. That's true. That's true. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> they are very good. This movie I watched this morning. It was the mm. last movie I watched before we came on. And nice. it made me crave these little cheeseburgers. Um, this movie was directed by a guy named Daniel Liner who is 
very much credited for like revitalizing the stoner genre because back to back he did this movie and did Dude Where's My Car, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. just missed my list. Jesse and Chester from Dude Where's My Car, Um, Ashton Kutcher and John William Scott. Um, Daniel Weiner sadly died 2018, had lung cancer. Um, But this movie was a huge risk because of the topic, number one. But then, Mm -hmm. two, you had two unknown leads in the movie. Mm-hmm. Cal Penn at the time had mostly just done like guest appearances on TV episodes. Like right. one episode is uh, Token Indian Guy number two in an episode yep. of TV before. And John Cho was just known as the uh, MILF guy from American Pie. Yeah. The guy who chanted MILF. <laughs> yeah. At, uh, um, I really like John Cho. I think he's an underrated actor. Uh, I think both I think of them are very underrated actors. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. John Cho, particularly for me, he's gone to do a lot. He plays Sulu in the new Star Trek movies. Yeah. And then, is, oh, uh, he's really good in that role. He's actually. really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, George Takai's role. And uh, he also did this movie a couple of years ago, if you haven't seen it, Columbus, which I really loved, an underrated movie from a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um and uh, Cal Penn, after this, mostly just did TV. After this, he did. He was on House. He did. Yep. Um, he was on Designated Survivor. Um, but he stopped acting for a while because he was a staffer in the Obama administration. In the White wow, House, Cal Penn. Yeah, it's pretty I crazy. Did not story. know that. Yeah, he was a staffer in the White House, and um, this movie, like all like kind of buddy movies, depends on the chemistry between the two leads, and it's great. Mm-hmm. They're both awesome. Like. Kumar is the silly slapstick guy. Harold is the straight man. But, you know, what they have in common is they both just love to get stoned. And, um, you know, uh, they see the White Castle commercial and their eyes just light up. And then that's what the whole movie's about. Um, Became a cult classic. And like I said, as silly as it is and like, dumb as it is like they ride a cheetah at one point after this movie like <laughs> i know so, and neil yeah. patrick harris in that movie oh my neil god patrick harris who he goes on to be in the whole trilogy plays a parody version of himself yeah this movie revitalized his career he didn't it have did? yes. how i met your mother until he did this movie yeah and it's so funny to hear him like be this horny straight guy because I he's know. incredibly gay and yeah he is so funny <laughs> and, though uh, Yo, let's go get some poontang. And like, he's in the back of the car. I he's, know. Uh, it actually yeah. makes it even funnier now. Like when you oh, like yeah. know that he's gay and then you go yeah. back and you watch this, you're like, he is really just making fun of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's making fun of us. It is. Yeah. 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 He, uh, yeah. So he, he got How I Met Your Mother after this was John Cho and Cal Penn both guest, uh, guested on. Yeah. Um, not a fan of the show, but, um, <laughs> was a huge hit obviously i mean it obviously it was was. lots of people like it yeah yeah gigantic for it um all this my favorite scene in the movie is when they sing hold on by wilson phillips together um which (laughs) is done again in bridesmaids and most it's probably more famous in bridesmaids but harold and kumar did it first harold and kumar saying wilson phillips hold on it's the best because they're like in a fight and then he starts singing it and they're yeah. like looking at each other and they get going and <laughs> the chorus breaks down and all of a sudden they start head and they head bob in and they're super into it um but yeah all three movies are funny i think we talked about uh guantanamo bay on the uh yeah the political episode bit. because yeah. george bush is does the yeah. <laughs> the masturbation scene there um and uh it, they're all ridiculous, silly, stupid, but uh, I like them, particularly the first one. Harold and Kumar are my number five pick. That's a great pick, man. I got to say, like, it's totally 
makes sense to me that this revitalized this genre, but did it in a more modern sense. Because if I was yeah. to say there was some, if I could pick like, these guys are the modern stoners of today. It's Harold and Kumar. Like Kumar is trying to be a doctor, right? Yeah. Going to school to be a doctor. Uh, Harold is in this like office job, like just like we all are just trying to make ends meet and, and, you know, make a career for yeah. himself. And they're just like, yeah. you know, we're just going to get stoned on the weekends. And we're going to drive out to, you know, God knows where to get a white castle because we're hungry and we want white, white castle. <laughs> yeah. That reminded I, me like talking about Kumar as a doctor is one of my favorite lines at the very beginning of the movie that I like, talking to. He's like, yeah, you know, you're like an Ivy league student and you're Indian. Like you should be a doctor. He's like, just because you're hung as a moose doesn't mean you should be porn. <laughs> <laughs> he's, exactly. Uh, he, it's uh and this movie doesn't work unless both Cal Penn and, and John Cho nail these roles yeah. and they're hilarious. One and, of my favorite uh, scenes in the movie is when um they're they decide they're going to the uh they're like, fuck it, we can't get to White Castle, we're gonna go to this other place and get a burger. And then they see their two friends getting the thing that they wanted, which is like the hot dog place or whatever. Yeah, the hot dogs, yeah. They're, they're like, on mushrooms. They yeah. find them just on the middle of the highway. They just find them in the highway. They're just like, Yeah, we're in the woods, we're on shrooms and we're trying to find the hot dog palace or something. Uh, the hot dog palace yeah. is there. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, I want that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. dude, I want that. You know, I want that feeling. Like, <laughs> that's the number one thing. You know, when I watched all these like stoner movies that I could relate with, was like, I got a hankering for this, and I, I know. Need it. And the fact again that they've made a whole movie about it is fucking ridiculous. And the the fact that this, they get more and more crazy too, because the second one is I know they just get Guantanamo stupid crazy. And they just embrace the craziness and yeah, embrace it. That's funny. And like I said, I mean the same guy directed dude where's my car which is equally as stupid <laughs> and but i watched that this week too I, I had them on my list i left them off but they uh equally as dumb like getting that stoned where you lose your car was uh a, a funny concept for an entire movie so we're gonna talk about a lot of stupid ones i'm sure but uh this yeah. one is as dumb as they get Yeah, so that's uh, Harold and Kumar's my number five. So we're moving on to your number four, Wayne. My number four um, best stoner is Dante, a.k.a. Well, he's played by Peter Dante. (laughs) (laughs) Grandma's boy, 2006. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes. Uh, This is probably the period of my life where I smoked the most weed in 2006 2006 and Lord knows I've watched grandma's boy so many Uh, times at that period I know actually this number four spot like I had three different picks for it it just like kept rotating out and finally I like ended up watching a bunch of scenes from grandma's boy and I was like I remember when this came out and like I just latched on to peter dante i was like he is just so funny like that first scene where he's introduced and uh the main character is going and buying weed from dante because he's the dealer and that like guy from zimbabwe is just sitting in the chair next to him and he's just like hi you know hey this is my buddy from zimbabwe and it's like (laughs) i'm pretty sure we could all relate to a time where we went to somebody's house to get something we sat down and there was a stranger there and your buddy that you knew like had to go take a call or like go to the bathroom and you're just sitting here with this weird dude. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just Absolutely. like, uh, yeah, 
hey, what's I'm up? Th- you know? I got a couple situations in my mind right now, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, how about them bears, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Favorite scene by far is when he's being interviewed for like the local TV and about the uh, they find the tiger in the neighborhood that or the lion in the neighborhood that he actually buys from the guy from Zimbabwe. <laughs> he's like, oh, this shit is fucking crazy. <laughs> he's like, I look up in the tree and there's a fucking king of the jungle. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that scene right there, man. That movie is just like so shocking. Like it, the is. first time you watch it, it's like, what am I watching? And then like it becomes yeah. so quotable. That's a big theme with all these movies, all these stoner movies. They're so quotable. So quotable. And, and and grandma's boy is exactly yeah. like that uh my f- personal favorite character is jeff nick schwartzen who's yeah. h- absolutely hilarious dude your bet is a car yeah but it's a fucking sweet car <laughs> um, that yeah, movie sweet uh, car. <laughs> it kills me i love nick schwartzen he's funny and everything um yeah, that's uh, that's a good pick. I I thought you might have it. I remember we talked about Grandma's Boy. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty recently. I thought you might have it. Uh, talk about ridiculous movies. Oh, it's one hundred percent ridiculous. Yeah, like do yeah. not go into it expecting to like. I'm gonna follow the plot and I'm gonna follow, follow all this character <laughs> development. No, you watch it yeah. because of the dumb humor. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, number four for me. Um, actually, this role got nominated for a Golden Globe. What? Uh, in really? a Stoner movie. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Saul Silver, Pineapple Express, James. Oh, Franco. nice. Yep. Yeah. So, this movie actually, I don't love. I like it. Um, yeah. I, I don't love it, but we're talking characters here. Sure. And James Franco is one of the greatest stoners ever in a movie. I mean. Mm. He is so fucking believable in this movie. Like the scene <laughs> where he is watching um, 227 and yeah. <laughs> he is just dying laughing at it. <laughs> I thought hurricane season was over. <laughs> and he's just giggling. He like, can't even hold it in. It's so funny. Uh, this movie, uh, 2008, uh, was directed by David Gordon Green, who's uh, he he's best known for working with Danny McBride. They're pretty yeah. much partners. Yep. Danny McBride plays Red in this movie, which I they do. I the, do love Danny McBride's character. In this yeah, movie. he's hilarious. <laughs> he I mean, Danny hilarious. McBride's great. So they they these two, David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride, do all the HBO shows together, like Eastbound and Down. Yeah, Righteous Gemstones, Vice Principals, which you haven't seen, are very funny. Yeah. Um, Written this movie's written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who are the team that wrote Super Bad. Yep. Um, and you know, comedy classic. I mean, you talk about stoner movies and Seth Rogen <sighs> pretty in line. Like we could just do a St- Seth Rogen stoner. We could. Characters. We could just do yeah, all Seth yeah. Rogen's characters for sure. Yeah. You just got S- fucked up by a day woo. <laughs> <laughs> Best line of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. They, uh, yeah, so him and uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco's characters, Dale and Saul, go on the run. They witness a murder. Hilarity ensues. Mm. And, uh, mm. you know, Saul's his drug dealer, which I love about uh, uh, James Franco's character in this movie, too, is that he just wants to have friends. Like, yeah, I know. when Seth Rogen just, like, wants to talk to somebody. Seth like, Rogen's, like, trying to leave after he sells him. Yeah. He's like, 
I have this this joint. How who are you, who am I going to smoke who, it who with? Who am I going to smoke it with? I yeah, know. He has the uh, he has the trifecta joint, which he. Uh, I think we says could all is, relate to that too, where we were like, dude, yeah. just like trying to back out the door, be like, yeah, buddy, I know it's cool. Like I gotta get going. Like I yeah, gotta. Here's get my going. money. Here's my drugs. He's like, no, who am I going to smoke this yeah. triple joint with? <laughs> which, by the way, that was a. Um, original creation by seth rogan he made it when he was like younger and uh just like decided he was gonna put it in the movie oh no way i didn't know yeah, that but yeah. that leads to one of my funniest parts of the whole movie for me when james franco <laughs> says this is the quote he says uh it's refers to as the apex of the vortex of joint engineering it's rumored that mm o'shaughnessy designed the first one the guy who uh designed the golden gate bridge my second favorite civil engineer behind <laughs> Hans Carl Bandel, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Just starts listing his favorite civil engineers. Civil engineers. <laughs> so uh, good. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, the fact that you get nominated for a Golden Globe in this is mm. because the award shows are very biased against these types of roles, right? Oh, like absolutely. Dumb comedy roles. Yeah. I was thinking 100%. about it. The only other ones I could think of is Downey Jr. got nominated for an Oscar for Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. And Melissa McCarthy got nominated for an Oscar for Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Of like dumb, dumb comedy movies. Those were the yep. ones that came to my mind without like looking it up. Um, but it's very rare to get... No- he didn't get nominated for an Oscar, just a Golden Globe. But still, like it's very rare to you know you need an insanely different and strong performance and a different take on something and franco yeah. nailed it he's uh he's very hit or miss for me i feel like his ve- his good is very good and his bad is very bad right right um like well he this... was really good as um lego loss and the lord of the rings not him Different. I know. I'm just <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> can never tell with you sometimes. <laughs> I just play it. Uh, yeah, I just play it. It's Orlando Bloom. Um, he's very good in this. He's very good in 127 Hours. He's very good mm-hmm. in The Disaster Artist. I really liked a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of like a really good James Franco movie. Like I'm like what. I guess the disaster movie, right? Like that was a good the one. disaster artist. I think is very good. I liked yeah. uh, 127 hours. I really liked a lot, mm. but I think he's, I think he's good playing like this supporting kind of silly character. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I also feel he, like uh, this is. I don't know. Like you and I both work with the people like a lot younger than ourselves, and I feel like this is like, like a normal person. Like at like twenty three, twenty four right now. Like they're all yeah. The, Everyone knows like, this guy. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows this guy. He's just like, yeah. I love you. I want to be best friends. Let's get like matching necklaces. Like that, I, want, I, I love that scene at the end. I know. <laughs> they want the three way necklace, and he goes, "I want the side, the the middle part with the two crooked sides." <laughs> He's, I know that scene at the end when they're in the diner and oh, so uh, he's falling asleep like because he's got like bullet wounds all over <laughs> that scene oh, is no, basically good, dude. <laughs> that scene is basically us after we like drink at the end of the episode dude I love you man we're like best friends man <laughs> I know it's like that's when we know we gotta stop we gotta <laughs> I'm so glad we stopped recording at the end yeah, of the episodes. Yeah, exactly. Because if you well, listen to the couple s- minutes after, well, we gotta. It's bad. It is. <laughs> it is. Let's get friendship rings, and we put them <laughs> together. They glow. 
<laughs> Pretty much. We might as well have said that a couple times. <laughs> uh, so that's my number four, James Franco. Nice. Uh, Good one. Saul Silver, Golden Globe nominee, uh, Pineapple Express 2008. All right. So we are moving on to your number three. Wayne, what do you got? Uh, number three for me is Slater. Rory Cochran, Days and Confused, 1993. Ron Slater. Yeah. Or as I like to call him, Chicklier Slater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was uh Days and Confused was a tough one for me. I left it off because I felt like everyone's a stoner in the movie. <laughs> so it's just like I mean, no yeah, stoner. You could pick, no, yeah. you could pick any of them. Randall Pink Floyd, Wooderson, yep. like they're everybody's token up and Yeah, and much like half baked. I that's kinda why I left this off, but I agree if you're picking one, you pick the right one. It's Ron yeah. Slater. Yeah. I mean I don't know if everyone knew a Slater, but I definitely knew a Slater. The guy that was in high school that wore the giant like weed shirts and just walked around and, you know, you knew he smoked weed because he had it all over his, it was, he was like a weed logo and, yeah. uh, but he, he could never prove it because you never saw him do it. Like, you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he definitely smoked. I've seen him at a party. No, he smokes weed, but you could never like figure it out why um but yeah he's uh he's great in this movie um rory makes this character hilarious and definitely brings a lighter side to the whole crew uh of dazed and confused so definitely a hilarious character love him yeah he's another one like what what is rory cochran doing now he uh i Um, mean that time of what what year is this movie that was 1993. So he also yeah. did another. Richard and, Linklater did that uh, that quasi animated movie um, that was based on the Philip K. Dick novel. Uh, do you remember what that was? I don't. Um, we can cut this because I want to yeah. look at something about Rory Cochran. A scanner darkly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in a scanner darkly. That's the last time I really f- have seen him in anything, but he has played a couple of side characters. Well, well, I was gonna say he I know a couple roles. Like he's in um he's in Argo. Mm-hmm. He he's in uh Black Mass, which we talked about. I know that. Public um, Enemies. Was, he was in Public Enemies. I remember in that one. Yeah, I guess he's in a lot of those like uh gangster movies yeah. as he got older, but um, he, I mean, that period of time, Days and Confused, and you know, it's like a year or two later, Empire Records, which mm. I absolutely love and adore oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah. And he's the he's the star of that movie. And yeah, his career kind of took a, a a turn for a little bit, I guess. And then he's kind of made a little comeback. Looking at it, like he hasn't he didn't do much after Empire Records in '95, but then you're right, he comes back. He does. Uh, he was on 24 for a bit, and then he's in Argo. You know, minor characters, but yeah. Argo, Black Mass, yeah. uh, Public Enemies, like you said. And um, I think he's good. He's, uh, he's yeah, I think this is, like I said, the pick for Days and Confused. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. It, 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 with all the stoners that are in this movie. But yeah, Days and Confused, I feel like I'm glad you mentioned it because it needed to be mentioned on a stoner episode, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, you can't talk like Days and Confused and not talk about the Martha Washington 
scene yep. at the uh, moonlight party. Moon Tower. Going to the Moon Tower. Party at Jeez. the Moon Tower. Hey, Will. <laughs> Party at the Moon oh, Tower. You going to be there? I was about to no. say, I was about to say, this is your opportunity for your accent impression of the week. Let's hear your McConaughey. Let's right. hear it. All right, all right, all right. Hey, party at the Moon Tower. You gonna be there? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Mm. It's pretty good. That uh, guy who did, uh, that guy who does McConaughey impressions. Uh, I sent you like the one of him doing Thanos. Yeah. And he also does like a Harry Potter one. That guy is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right, Avengers. I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> gonna work for the city. Like make a little money. <laughs> I I know that dude, man. Like I've worked maintenance for like a couple of years in college and it's like there's a dude like that. His name's JR and he's like, Yeah, I mean I I thought I'd go to college, but I don't know, working for the city sounds good for me. And it's like <laughs> good. Well, Lord. I think I think that's a common theme with most of these, like you know this person. Yeah. And growing up in a southern town, I knew this entire like this this movie yeah. to me has a lot of like holy shit moments where I'm like this is kind of like very similar to where I grew up the yep. you know we actually had like a uh, we called it uh, the strip and you just like drive up and down this the main drag you start at Sonic okay and you go through Sonic just yeah you don't stop and eat anything you just go through Sonic like you go through Sonic <laughs> and then you go back to. and then you turn around at the Walmart Go through the Walmart. Make sure revving your engine several times. Like this is an absolute <laughs> must. And don't wear your seatbelt because only dweebs wear their sweet seatbelt. And you drive back up the strip, Manchester, and uh, do it all over again. And you see everybody you know, and everybody's on the street, and you're like, you know, hanging out the window and yelling at each other. Yeah, it was just like uh, watching this like days and confused again. I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> it just reminds me of growing up. I have a confession to make. Yeah? I've never eaten out of Sonic in my life. You're missing out, man. Yeah, I've never had Sonic. You are. Never. I really suggest going and getting a thing of large onion rings and a hamburger. Like, straight up, just hamburger and onion rings. It's like... This, ep- this episode is making me hungry. I know. Um, Sonic is a fast food carnival. That's what that is. It's a carnival. You get like carnival food there. Like I want a corn dog. I want a corn dog. I want nachos. I want a hamburger. I want onion rings. I want a big ass Coke. Done. We we talked about it a little bit, but we should do top five movie meals. Uh, again, Goodfellas would be my number one. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> Spaghetti. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we should do a food episode. That's good. We totally should. <laughs> yeah, food episode. I love food, man. That's the yeah. food is tough for me because I love it. <laughs> love eating it. it. Yeah. So I think like you touched on this a little bit, like that you know this person, and mm-hmm. I think that's a common theme with the stoner characters. Is like you know this person, you know this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this one sure. hits very close to me, my number three, because <laughs> growing up, this character. <laughs> A lot of people said he looked like my brother. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Mike, my older brother, this one's for you. Lance Brumder, Orange <laughs> County, Jack Black, 2002. Oh, <laughs> dude, I didn't even 
think of this one. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Lance, that's a great pick. Lance Brumder, Jack Black. I mean, <laughs> so oh my God, do I have some parts of this movie that make me laugh harder than... Mm. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Matt, Matty Richards. Him and I quote this movie more than I think I quote any movie in movie history <laughs> is Orange County. I've seen this movie so many fucking times. Um, Orange County, 2002, Jack Black. I mean, you mm. could do just a stoner Jack Black, like kind of like Seth Rogen. Like you could just do Jack Black stoner character. Actually, too. Kyle Gass and uh, Jack Black from Tenacious D Pick of Destiny was almost on my list. That was one that kept going. I, I know. That's good. Like you I could know. have Cage and you could have Cage, Cage. and Jables on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have Cage and Jables on there. This is, uh, this movie is so good. Uh, so directed by Jake Kasdan. Um, Jay Kasdan did a lot of episodes of Freaks and Geeks, which is an iconic show and, yep. and changed a lot in comedy, in my opinion. Um, he did Walk Hard, and then he reunited with Jack Black recently on the two Jumanji movies, which surprisingly I thought were very good. They are. I enjoyed the, yeah. I enjoyed the two new Jumanji I movies. I did. I thought they were really good, and I thought, you yeah. can't touch Jumanji. You can't. Yeah, I I was one of those two, like, do not yeah, mess with Jumanji. They put their own spin on it. I thought they were good. Yeah, I thought it was um, good. Yeah, this movie's written by Mike White, who reunites with Jack Black uh, later on with School of Rock and Nacho Libre. They're actually really good friends. They were next door neighbors for a little yep. bit. He played uh, it. He was his roommate in School of Rock, right? Yep. Like he was yep. the one that uh, he basically impersonated to to do the teaching role. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are you, babe? It's my apartment, babe. Yeah. I'm gonna save my School of Rock for a later episode. But School of Rock, I love. Um, so he wrote the part for Jack Black, um, but also a lot was improvised with Jack Black mm -hmm. too. So you could say that the lines in the movie are either black or white. <gasps> wow. Although the ones that you don't know that are scripted or which ones were improvised, I guess there's some gray area there. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Black is one of those that you can put in the, um, he's probably improvising at some point in time in a scene yeah. category, yeah. you know, they're, they're there. Will Ferrell's probably in there too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's about an overachieving high schooler, Sean Brumder, played by Colin Hanks. Mm. One goal in life is to attend Stanford University, become a writer. Jack Black pays, plays his older stoner brother, Lance, who lives at home with their mom, who is played by the awesome Catherine O'Hara, mm -hmm. Home Alone, uh, Shit's Creek. Shit's you probably Creek. Most know her from now, which so is good. incredible. Yep. Her and her husband, Bob. This movie has an all-time supporting cast. Yep. All-time supporting cast. Catherine O'Hara, her ex-husband, is played by John Lithgow. His wife, John Lithgow's new wife, is played by Leslie Mann, mm -hmm. which is funny because John Lithgow, years later, plays Leslie Mann's father in This Is 40, but yeah. he's her husband in this movie. Yep. That's funny. Uh, yeah, you have... Uh, Lily Tomlin, you have Chevy Chase, you have mm -hmm. the great Harold Ramis as the dean who yep. Jack Black's character accidentally gives two doses of speed to. <laughs> he gets Bob's pain pills confused. Yeah, we're Bob's pain pills. Bob's pain pills. Um, <laughs> it, Jack Black is just so many funny parts. Is so many good parts of this movie, but he's so good-hearted. He wants 
the best for his little brother so much. He's got such a good he heart. Does. He's such a good yeah, guy. And so Mike, I know I'm making fun of you with the appearance part, but it also reminds me of my brother in that sense because there is not a better hearted person than my older brother, Mike. He's such Love a good that. person. And he reminds me of Jack Black in this movie in that sense as yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's a stoner and he's living at home, but he's got these ideas like a t-shirt company. And like the t-shirt just says something like, talk to the hand on it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember and seeing this when he runs out and jumps in the pool with his socks that on. That is next on my list. <laughs> he's yes. wearing nothing but his whitey tighties and socks, and he stops dead in his tracks as he's about to jump in the pool and takes off his socks. <laughs> takes off his socks. So fucking funny. So funny. The other part where he is... Uh, he's sleeping with the girl in the admissions office and they burn the building down. And then he's trying <laughs> yes. to explain to the firefighter who's played by Ben Stiller what happened. It's a total electrical fire. It's like the 4th of July. Sparks were flying. <laughs> <laughs> he asked him what his name is. He goes, Joe John. Joe John. Don- Joe, Joe um, Johnston. Joe Johnston. <laughs> your name, yep. <laughs> your name is Joe John? What happened your pants, Joe? Uh <laughs> Uh, he's just so good in this. I mean, I was at a, that was an MTV movie, right? Like MTV, MTV movie, yeah. yeah. Early 2000s. It's, it's uh, one of the early ones. I know early that they ones. did. Very early. Yeah, yeah, Beavis and Butthead, Election was an early yep. one before this. Um, yep. But yeah, MTV Studios movie, early 2000s. I remember so probably like, like the, a mixed reception to this actually when it came out. Yeah, probably one of those movies, kind of like Harold and Kumar, that grew popularity after. and. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the supporting cast, like they must have just had people that felt very passionately about it or were calling in a lot of oh, favors. Because sure. we didn't even yeah. mention Chevy Chase is, I you know, know, the teacher. In the, yeah. You know, there's just so many minor roles in this that are huge. And um, this is one of the movies I've probably seen the most in my life. It's oh, so wow. good. Okay. Um, it's just a rewatchable movie. It's rewatchable, rewatchable, rewatchable. Yeah. And I think it's so funny. And uh, Jack Black, it's a toss-up between who's the best part of this movie, Jack Black or John Lithgow for me. I'm a huge Lithgow fan. Um, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> I love it when Colin Hanks' character says he wants to be a writer, and John Lithgow goes, you're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh. You're not oppressed. You're not gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is... Uh, it's, but his, it's the guy great. that he... Kevin Klein was in this, wasn't it? He was the Kevin Klein is like the yeah. the guy that Colin Hanks idolizes. He's exactly. he's the writer that he and, wants oh to learn from. Oh my god. How can you not like idolize Kevin Klein? I don't know. Yeah. He always to me is going to be this like mentor, teacher kind of like yeah. character that I'm going to be like, "Please teach me more math, Kevin Klein." <laughs> yeah. I want to learn equations more. Yep. Exactly. I mean, we this supporting cast that we talk about just keeps growing. Like we just said, Ben Stiller, Kevin Klein. Yep. We didn't even mention Lily Tomlin is like the guidance counselor who fucks everything up. Like crazy, it, yeah, crazy good supporting cast. And uh, Jack Black's part of this. Um, a great stoner character, but also a great heart. And uh, it's got a lot of heart to it. A lot and, of heart. I mean, if if you grew up at that time, and and actually this movie hit kind of like this during the same time as when the plot was kind of hitting for me. Yeah. So when yeah. did this movie come out again? 2002. 2002. So I graduated high school in 2003. So like this to me was like 
it was straight in line for what I was dealing with at that time. Like what college yeah. to go to my dad saying one thing, my mom saying another thing. Like I'm having to deal with all of these crazy questions and situations. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And, uh, I didn't have a crazy brother like Jack black. That would have been cool. But <laughs> you know, yeah, it was yep. still like at that time, like it was very, um, very heartfelt it was like this i can relate to this you know yeah there's a lot of it and yeah for me it always will make me think of my brother and not because my brother is this guy he doesn't do that many (laughs) drugs he's not (laughs) this useless (laughs) that's not why mike uh it's because you kind of look like him and you're a great caring older brother i love him (laughs) but (laughs) we love mike Uh, also, I've seen you sit on the couch in your underwear a lot, too. Yeah. So that's part of it. Too. <laughs> Sometimes it gets hot. I totally am like in the same boat as Mike. Sometimes I just sit on the couch in my underwear because it's hot. <laughs> I get it, Mike. I get it. I love the scene where he calls him. He's asking him, like, hey, is the mail there yet? And Lance Jack Black goes, yeah, I'll go check it. But you owe me one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Such a daunting task. I know. <laughs> And if you're not following Black, oh God, I was going <laughs> to, that was bad. Blackjack. Blackjack. <laughs> if you're not following Jack Black on Instagram, go follow him now because yes. he's hilarious and he's made this so, quarantine so much funnier. So much funnier. Uh, yeah. A good friend of mine, uh, the guy who actually married us, Stephen Bryla, um, is a huge Jack Black fan too. And like, we do not go a day without sharing like a Jack Black post with each other. Yeah. Like, Jack Black has gotten so like people got sick of him and I never got it. I think he's I so funny. I never got it, dude. I'm, I think he's I'm, so, so funny and I so funny. am a huge Jack Black fan and yeah. we'll, we'll watch anything he does. I think he's brilliant. See, I have a friend that I constantly share uh tenacious D pick of destiny shit with because yeah, we yeah. love that movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I totally get it, man. He's yeah. it's hilarious absolutely absolutely great his uh i'll leave it at this one like i talked about before about like relating stoner characters to stuff like james franco laughing at the uh the 227 um jack black laughing at spongebob (laughs) and this giggling (laughs) while he's on the couch is uh spot on so uh yeah i love uh love jack black in this movie orange county is my number three uh so we're getting down to it wayne your number two all right, so number two for me, I couldn't make a list without including these two. I also picked two as well. Um, Cheech and Chong. <laughs> um, I am going to talk more about Up in Smoke, which was 1978, but honestly, yep. like I loved uh, Nice Dreams was probably my favorite Cheech and Chong movie. Um, this was a... Uh, TNT special Sunday afternoon for me and my brothers. So we loved watching Cheech and Chong movies growing up. Um, it definitely wasn't the first stoner movie, but it definitely defined this formula for buddy stoner movies. Like absolutely. Yeah. You, you talk about the refresh with Harold and Kumar. You can thank Cheech and Chong for starting that. Like hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, this movie was not well received by critics when it came out, but it did gross a good amount of money. 
Um, it had a very specific audience to it and it nailed the specific audience. Um, actually I was reading and really interesting, their marketing for this, uh, actually, uh, flipped the script on how you market for a movie. Uh, they did yeah. it by creating a Cheech and Chong comic book, which they would leave at bus stops around the area in LA. And that was like what their marketing scheme was and it worked. It was successful. Um, yep. So I know that a lot of comic book movies have done that, you know, progressively throughout and they were kind of the first to try that as a technique, which is funny because it's Cheech and Chong. Um, but, uh, I mean, I can't help but not laugh at these two. I actually showed my wife a clip from Cheech and Chong last week because we were talking about, you know, this episode. And I was like, have you ever watched Cheech and Chong? And of course she hasn't. And she's like, I have no idea what that is. So I showed her the Mexican-American scene and the song from Mexican-Americans. And she died laughing. So, I mean, it's like these guys yeah. are really funny. They know how to make fun of themselves. They know how to make fun of the culture. Um, you watch anything in it. It's kind of like you laugh along with them. Like yeah. it's not, it's not a, you're not laughing at them. You're laughing with them because it's, yep. they, they put themselves in these scenarios where you're like, I've always wanted to do that. Or that's hilarious. I would love to try that. And you know, you either have or haven't, or you can relate at some point in time and be like, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, pioneers of the genre for sure. Um, it's not totally for me, but I, I mean, but I also completely respect like yeah. that. They are the pioneers of this genre. I do think like the Harold and Kumar influence is huge, oh, obviously absolutely. Like, making yeah. fun of your own culture and, yep. and, it's uh it's clearly they walked so these other people could run in this yeah. genre i mean up in smoke is hilarious to me it's really the only one i've seen um mm. besides the like, clips you know i've seen like clips yeah, of this yeah. and that, but you know i've seen up in smoke which is is a classic and it's 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 great it's not totally for me but they are the uh again just kind of like days and confused you can't i feel like i'm so glad you did this they're not yeah honest, i know but, but we had a stoner episode. I'm glad Cheech and Chong got mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was my number two, man. Are we at your, you were at your number two right now. We are. And hey, bud, let's party. Jeff Spicoli, Fast Times at Ridgemont. <laughs> I knew, I knew he was going to be on your list somewhere. <laughs> you know, I love me some Sean Penn. Mm -hmm. Um, And wow. Jeff Spicoli. What, what's what more Sean Penn than jeff spicoli he went method for this movie too he was method for this movie he I was like i don't doubt it i don't he had Sp spicoli on his trailer he was like so you know his nemesis mr hand his teacher in this movie he was like intentionally trying to like fuck with him on the set like trying to annoy the actual actor ah, who played mr hand he went full method yeah, yeah full method i mean i love sean penn if you remember the political episode, he's my number one as yeah. uh, Harvey Milk. We've mentioned Mystic River once or twice. Maybe maybe a half a time. Yeah. Hmm. Is that my daughter? Um. So Jeff Spicoli, high school I'm gonna, stoner. I'm just going to like whisper that <laughs> into the ears. Is that my daughter? Is that my daughter? Is that my daughter? <laughs> 
Jeff Spicoli, high school stoner, goes toe to toe with his nemesis teacher, mm. Mr. Hand. Uh, this movie is very interesting because so it's written by Cameron Crowe, um, yep. who also wrote a book about. He wrote the book first and then adapted mm-hmm. it into a screenplay. Yep. Um, directed by a woman named Amy Heckerling, who her first this is her first directorial movie. She directs only a handful of movies after this. Um, she does European Vacation. She does yep. Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Two, and then she does Clueless. So she does a handful of movies, but this and Clueless, she's got two of the most famous high school teen movies of all time under her belt. Um, It's a great movie to me because it's very interesting. Like for a high school teen movie and it's one of those, uh, it's a pioneer for that genre. It is. Undoubtedly, it tackles some very heavy and heavy themes. Yeah. I mean, you know, real life situations, particularly what you're going through at a young age and life and sex and drugs. Well, when I went because I didn't watch this movie, of course, when it when it first came out, because it was 1982. It was before yeah. I was born. My parents didn't show me this. It wasn't like a kid's movie that they put on. Yeah. So it was later on in my life when yeah. I watched this. And when I rewatched it, I thought I was expecting a John Hughes-type movie, in it, which John Hughes does touch themes that are, that are deep, but he, he skims the surface. When you watch yep. this movie, you're like, holy shit. Like they yeah. really touch on some stuff that's pretty heavy and deep in fast times. Yeah. I mean, you know? like the, you know, Jennifer Jason Lee's character, like yeah. has to get an abortion. The guy doesn't show up to pick her up. Mm-hmm. And like, it's even Spicoli, it's, you start to realize that there's something going on with him. Ex- like exactly. Like the end of the movie, yeah. like he's the comedic relief, but then at the end of the movie, he's like, Oh shit, I need to kind of get my shit together yeah. and yeah. I can still be this fun loving guy, but I need to, you know, pass school and that scene where Mr. Hand comes to his house and they have the conversation yeah. and all that. So like, it's getting heavy after a bit. Yeah. Where you're like, I Holy mean, shit. there's so many situations that you can relate to, like the drugs, the mm-hmm. the the sex stuff growing up, the mm-hmm. masturbation scene to uh your friend's sister. <laughs> um <laughs> We can all relate to that. We can all relate to that. Everyone that's listening to this. It's funny. I watched this movie very early this morning. I've seen it a bunch of times, but... Yeah. um, Lauren's mom is... Are you going to talk about Phoebe Gates? Like... (laughs) I am going to talk about Phoebe Gates. Phoebe Gates. I was watching it very early this morning, and my mother-in-law is here, and she had one of the dogs in her room, and she let her out. Like at the exact same time that that scene was <laughs> Phoebe Gates scene came on. Oh my god! You're like, like transformed please. back to like you're 16. You're like, oh my god, mom's gonna know. Please just let the dog out and go back. To your yeah, room. we do not need Check to open watch the door all the way. Don't open the door all the way, mom. <laughs> I told you not to bother me when I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> Very funny story about that scene that I liked reading about this morning. So, Phoebe Gates was very afraid to do it. Um, Mr. Skin, famous celebrity nude <laughs> scene site, rates it as the best nude scene of all yeah. time yeah. in movie history. Um, they assured her, like, hey, you would only be topless for a few seconds. It wouldn't allow people that much time to stare. The following years, like blockbuster era, videotape, home video, all at, like, the video rental stores, the copies of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, suffered like a flicker during that time because of 
people pausing it at that I point. <laughs> so <laughs> that point would flicker, so it would cause like wear and tear on the recording of the VHS. Oh, that poor VHS. Everyone, everyone paused it on uh, on Phoebe Kate's uh, boob scene. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It's a very iconic scene. Not just for the fact that, yeah, I mean, it was probably yeah. like a lot of dudes rented it and bought it, but yeah. other than fact, other than that, it was it really did play into the story, you know, because it oh, was yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like you're talking about the dude. He's like imagining, like, oh my god, what does it be like? It's just, you know, when you're a dude and you're that age, you're just like, I don't know, your imagination goes wild with that shit. Yeah, we don't need to get too much into the birds and the bees. But, oh, I'm uh, going to get into it. <laughs> We're going to talk about the birds. <laughs> and then bees. Um, yeah, it's uh, Sean Penn, going back to Sean Penn, uh, considered for Brad's role, Judge Reinhold's role at first. And thank God he ended wow. up playing Spicola. Yeah, yeah he was no, he almost better. Judge Reinhold. Um, like I said, he went method. Him and his mm. friends totally smoked weed in that van in real life. Mm. Mm. Um, that crew is hilarious. When they go into the burger joint, they just take their shirts <laughs> off right away. <laughs> Honestly, like my cousin is from San Diego, and he yep. is Spicoli like 100%. <laughs> he didn't have the long hair because he was working on his rat tail. So That's great. even better. <laughs> and he was just like, ah, I surf and I boogie board, and I'm just, dude... Yeah, I get it. <laughs> he's uh, Sean Penn when he uh, he's on the phone and he's talking to one of his stoner buddies and he's like, "Dude, did you hear that?" <laughs> and he's like banging a shoe against his head. He goes, "That was my skull, dude." <laughs> like, <laughs> God, you can't get more stoner <laughs> than that. Um, this uh, he's got the um, dream sequence where he wins like a surfing contest and uh, he. Cut this. Just lost my thought. He's got that dream sequence where he wins the surfing contest and he talks about the like interviewer's jacket, which is hilarious, <laughs> which he improvised. Um, he actually found his a real life girlfriend at the time. One of the cheerleaders in the movie was Pamela Springsteen. <laughs> You know I'm going to talk about Bruce Springsteen if I get a chance. Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> yeah, sister. Somehow bring him in. Bruce Springsteen's sister in this movie. Sean Penn asked her out on the set and uh, became his uh, girlfriend for a little bit. Um, speaking of music, great music in this movie. Yeah. Led, fantastic led, soundtrack. Yeah. Fantastic. Led by Jackson Brown, who's one of my all-time favorite musicians. Yep. Um, and uh, you have Fleetwood Mac. You have like solo eagle performances. Mm-hmm. You have Joe Walsh, Timothy B. Schmidt, Don Henley. I'll do like a solo song for it. And you have Raised on the Radio, <laughs> which is like the uh, Judge Reinhold washing his car to that song. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's a. Uh, it, I, I mean, the movie ends. And what's more stoner than this with like Sean Penn's Spicoli's epilogue? In the epilogue, with you know, they do like the freeze frame and say, "Where are they now?" Yeah. And uh, he saves Brooke Shields from a drowning accident, but blows all of his reward money by hiring Van Halen to play his birthday party. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I would like to think Spicoli like started a surf uh, business and just made surfboards for the rest of his life, and like made a lot of money because everybody loves surfboards and. Ended up dying a millionaire. 
Yeah, these things all tie back together because you think about Orange County surfing's the big theme there. And you also tie back to James Franco. James Franco, Sean Penn, both on my list here, lovers in milk. Oh. James Franco made a, a joke Very about true. it in an interview. He was like, oh, how do you prefer for this movie? And he's like, oh, yeah, I just made out with Spicoli. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, why not? But, uh, yeah, this is a... Uh, 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 interesting movie, like I said, because it tackles it's a teen comedy, but it tackles yeah. very heavy topics. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, one of very few movies that have three actors who have won the Best Actor Oscar in it. Besides, so Sean Penn obviously is one. Can you name yeah. the other two? What is Minor this? characters. Say this again. Best actors that won. Three actors in this movie have won the Oscar for Best Leading Actor. Really? The Academy Awards. The other two are minor characters. I would not expect you to know. One is very minor. Oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like it has to be super minor characters then. Like, I can't even well, remember. One is one is Forrest Whitaker, who's not totally minor. He's a football player who, eh, yeah, they still. Yeah. But okay. Nicolas Cage, like, works in the background is, like, flipping burgers. That's um, right. Nicolas Cage yeah. is in this. Damn. All yeah, right. yeah. 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 I forget the number, but it's like very few movies where like three actors who have been in have mm. all won the lead Oscar, and this is one of them. And uh, Nicholas Cage, uh, Forrest Whitaker, and John gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Totally forgot about Nicholas Cage in this movie. Wow. Yeah. What movie? What year was this? Uh, this movie is 1982. 82. See, this is crazy early. Crazy early. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm like you. I didn't see this till way later in life. Like I feel like Yeah. Uh I feel like my parents were like you need to like I was watching a certain movie like oh if you like this movie you'll like Fast yeah. Times and um I have the DVD and I probably watched it like maybe mid to late high school and then really oh, fell in gotcha. love with it and yeah. uh maybe it was because I was like in love with Jackson Brown and his music too and that's, you know. Mm. Uh Somebody's Baby is the big big tune in this one but yeah. uh yeah, it's uh, Jeff Spicoli is another stoner character I couldn't go through this episode without talking about. He's my number two. Moving on to your number one. All right, we're down to it. We're at the top of our list. Wayne is going first. You're number one. What you got, I'm Wayne? Pretty, I'm pretty sure my number one is your number one. Let's hear it. The dude. The dude. Yes. <laughs> the only answer. The dude Arino. God bless him. Duder, his dudeness is his dudeness. number one. His duderino. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil it with the white Russian, the Caucasian, but I, I, I had to drink that. And this is the clear answer. This is the correct answer. I'm correct. so glad we agree on it. Um, 100%. By far the best stoner character of all time. Iconic. I his fucking dudeness. iconic. This movie gets better and better for me every time I watch it. Every single time. Every time. It's probably it's it's probably in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Um and it is just the Cohen brothers nail it. They just Nailed capture it. the essence of this man who is so fucking funny. We talk about quotable uh, movies. My God, is this a quotable my movie? My God. Is this? Yep. It really, it really tied the room together. 
<laughs> this this really tied the room together. It really and tied listen, the room together. You know what? If you don't agree that this is the best Sonic character, like Wayne and I do, that's just like your opinion, man. That's just like your opinion. <laughs> that's man. just like your opinion, man. Yeah. I mean, it's celebrating mediocrity, right? But I don't see it as that because I, okay, so not only do I like love the dude, I also like idolize him a little bit because he knows what he likes and fuck the rest. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I like. Leave me alone and let me do it. I'm not hurting anybody. If I feel with me personally, if I feel like I want to draw a bath, put some bubbles in it, roll a big ass joint, pour a nice bottle of red wine and sit in that obnoxiously small bathtub <laughs> with candles and I don't know, you know, Barry White going out of the bathroom background as I'm just sitting there in the tub. Do it. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. I idolize that man that could just be like, you know what? I like it. Like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do it because <laughs> it feels good. Like, whatever. He is. Uh, and, and this is probably a recurring theme with these Stoner characters is that they don't give a fuck what other people think about them. Yeah. And they are so content with their life. And it's probably why I kind of related it to my brother because I think he's kind of that way where he's just like, this makes me happy. It's simple. And that's okay. Yeah. It's simple enough for me. And. And I respect that and I envy it actually in many circumstances. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a very recurring theme with all these characters that we're talking about. And the dude is best in show in this. And (laughs) this, I can't even talk about this movie without smiling and just laughing. Like, I know, like I said, it gets better and better every time. One of the most quotable movies ever ultimate. I mean, if you say the word man, 147 times in this movie like Jeff Bridges does. That's how you know you're a stoner character. He says the man, he says the word man mm. 147 times, which averages out to every 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like what's so good about this movie is that the Coen brothers based it off of like a noir, LA noir crime mystery drama and they were just like what if we took this dude the dude and thrust him into this like mystery that he doesn't want to be a part of absolutely doesn't want to be a part of and like how funny is that going to be like that's that was the prim like the premise for this yeah it's it's incredible because we talked about all these movies. Like one of the big things we build up, like when we talk about these movies, is like, oh, this actor was in consideration. This actor was right. in consideration. They wrote this movie thinking about Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi. They were like, we're writing it for these guys. Yeah. Um, they obviously they just did Fargo with Buscemi like a couple of years yeah. ago. Um, it's crazy to me that this movie's ninety eight. I look back at it now. I'm like, this movie could have been like early nineties, even late eighties because of like the feel for it and i would have been like oh yeah, yeah. i get that like it's almost yeah, a timeless movie though the coen brothers made a timeless so, stoner movie can you believe that so timeless it's 
I mean, you want to? I talked about supporting characters in Orange County. Talk about supporting characters in this movie. Oh my God! Walter, Donnie, Walter, Donnie, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, John Turturro is Jesus. <laughs> Seymour Hoffman, Julianne Moore, Sam Elliott. Like, yeah, you somehow got uh, Sam Elliott to come in the, and the, the narrate stranger, this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what a great narrator. He's probably second to Morgan Freeman. I know. Um, as far as narrating movies, but. I mean, Walter, John Goodman says this is his favorite movie he's ever made. Yeah. The, my favorite scenes are clearly the three of them bullshitting at the bowling alley. Oh, like, yeah. 100%. You're out of your element. Donnie is yeah. so fucking funny. It, this is so laugh out loud funny. It's so quotable, but it's also just so entertaining. Like, you can't yeah. keep your eyes off this movie. And I it's, know. it's, and think about like the, theme of the movie as it being like this stoner comedy whatever it's also beautifully shot our boy roger deakins roger dinkins i was gonna yeah. bring that up too yeah skyfall 1917 blade runner I mean, god dude the cinematography in this movie like i i imagine yeah. i think back to his dream sequence where he's like dreaming about bowling and it's going through and it's actually paralleling a shot that was shot in like the 30s and yeah. it's just like all these the ladies' legs, and it's like going through, and he's just imagining being the best bowler that ever was, you know. Yeah, oh, those so are, those are the only scenes where you actually see the dude bowling too. He doesn't actually yeah. bowl when they're in the bowling alley. <laughs> um, I saw that all of like his clothes in this movie were all Jeff Bridges' actual clothes too. <laughs> the, Jeff the jellies too. Yeah, he yeah. needed the jellies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so good. I, like I said, my favorite scenes are the three of them in the bowling alley, but I also love the scene with uh, Larry. Is this your homework, Larry? Larry, is this your homework? Is this your homework, Larry? <laughs> this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Larry. It's <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> so good. 222 F-bombs in this movie. Nice. Um, yeah. Most famously, shut the fuck up, Donnie is said. Shut fires. the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah. Shut the. You're out of your element. Um, God, but Donnie kind of plays. He's like a. He's like a mirror of us, the audience, because we're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you just watch him, like his eyes, like his bur- his brows furrowed, and he's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, and then he just interjects, like. You know, he just makes the most what the obvious hell's a pedophile. <laughs> he just makes the most like obvious like reactions yeah. to things, and it's exactly. It's, but like I like every like Basemi is great. Um, Julianne Moore is so good. She, apparently, she like semi based her character on Yoko Ono, which is hilarious. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, um, I would say like, in this in this movie, a like hidden gem is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, Brant, the butler, is so yes. good. He's so yeah. good. Just his like awkwardness. Like he's like, oh, you know, when he <laughs> how happy it's... he is when he's showing when he's showing the dude all the pictures of Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is him with him, and he's so happy yeah. and so proud. And uh, <laughs> Seymour Hoffman is all timer. He's an oh, all timer. I, I so saw good. this debate somewhere the other day, and it's interesting. Maybe it's a time for a debate for another episode. But like Seymour Hoffman versus Day Lewis. As far as like the greatest actors are and people, I Seymour Hoffman has got a case, he's up there because he's, he's got there, roles man. like this. Like, he's got roles like this that are silly and stupid. He's got yeah. roles like Along Came Polly, where yeah. Day Lewis doesn't do that, and like he, right. he's been more 
he has a range to him. He's got a range. Yeah, the Daniel Day-Lewis has not hit. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Because he's hilarious on Along Came Polly. Actually, like he's the thing I remember about Along Came Polly was Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Raindrops! Let it rain! (laughs) (laughs) He comes up to you, he's like, I have to leave right now. (laughs) I just sharded. I just sharded. (laughs) I farted and well, shit came out. (laughs) I have to leave right now. (laughs) Great, great role. Sandy Lyle. Uh, Great role. Uh, Dig it for more high lives. (laughs) Get them high lives. Champagne and beers. We're living the high life. We're in agreement. Uh, The dude, his dudeness, El Dudorino. Let's cheers. Let's cheers to the dude. Dude, to the dude. I saw somewhere it's like it, he's has his own religion now. No, you, I there, could, there's like religious following for the dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is I, the thing. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Modern day uh, Jesus, the dude. It's Cheers. Crazy. I love everything about him, but I gotta disagree. I love the fucking Eagles, man. Mm. Sorry. Sorry, dude. I fucking love <laughs> the Eagles. <laughs> I fucking hate the Eagles, man. I fucking hate the Eagles, man. Uh yeah. I I thought and hoped this would be on your list and uh glad yep. to see we uh we agree on our number one. Um any characters that miss your list, some honorable mentions? Honestly, the ones that missed my list you picked up, which yeah, were really kind, funny. Kind of the same for the most part. The one that so I said Jesse and Chester from Dude Where's My Car. I mentioned yep. Third Thurgood Jenkins from um Half Baked. Yep. The one that we didn't mention, which I kind of disagree with, was Carl Spackler, Caddyshack, Bill Murray, which a lot of people had on their list. Really? He's but he more, doesn't... Does he take... Do you see him like... He smokes like, weed at the very end. He says he does grass from like the different uh, parts of grass in the course, but it's at the very end. Like I just don't think of him as that Soren character. Yeah, no. Some lists have, which I'm completely disagree with, they're not stoners, are Bill and Ted are oh, not yeah. stoners at no. all. They mm. are just <laughs> just a couple of goofball. dudes. Yeah, just a couple just goofballs, goofballs who love rock and roll. Exactly. You don't see them smoke weed at all. But I saw them all this no. and I was like, no way. You don't think of them as like stoner characters. I mean, one um, of them was definitely like I, I told you Tenacious D like Tenacious D. I yeah, thought of Beavis and Butthead were in Beavis and Butthead do America too. So I kind of thought of them, but same kind of deal. You don't like see them smoking weed and right, right. But I thought of them. Um, but the other ones I I had uh, Ron is an honorable mention from Days and Confuse. I had Dante from Grandma's Boy. I had Thurgood Jenkins from Half Baked, mm. and I had Jesse and Chester from Dude Where's My Car. Nice. Um, but we're gonna do a bottom of the barrel, our worst stoner character. Yeah, um, I because this was tough because. There's some, they're supposed to be dumb. Like they're yeah. supposed to be bad. So how do you say like, like yeah, how do you judge about, it? Right. Like we just talked about Harold and Kumar and fucking grandma's boy. And we're going to say like, <laughs> Oh, this is bad. <laughs> um, so I'm interested to see what you have as your worst owner character. Uh, what do you have? Uh, you're going to find this shocking, but my yeah. least favorite stoner character is the two from dude. Where's my car? <laughs> I really don't like 
This is the thing. I, I, this yeah. the thing. I, I, I can't like fight it. It's so stupid. No, that. I mean, it, <laughs> it kind of goes is. both ways where you're like, they're supposed to be stupid, but also they're that stupid where you yeah, say this and I'm I mean, like, okay, it, I get it. Right. At a certain point, you're like, okay, so it's just purely based on p- personal preference. Like, <laughs> who is not so dumb or who can you relate to and who is just really dumb? Like, to uh, me, yeah, like, I don't know. Ashton Kutcher, what, Kutcher? Yes, Ashton Kutcher was, he's always played like this, like dumb, like, you know, kind of guy. And uh, he played the dumb kind of guy, but he made, I don't know, like he made him kind of too dumb. Like, we're not, we're not, <laughs> that's st- the thing. Like, stupid, this is how man. it's so like, difficult. We talked about it all week. We're like, we can't do a bottom of the barrel with Sonar movies because they're all stupid. <laughs> like, they're all and dumb. Right. So while I disagree, I also don't. Think it's out of yeah, left field. Yeah, I mean, it's not out of left field. You know, <laughs> we, we were talking about Harold and Kumar, which people would be like, that's a dumb movie. But then yep, I'm like... it is. <laughs> it is. It totally is. I totally agree with you. It's a dumb yeah. movie. But those two characters are probably the most modern representation of stoners nowadays. So yeah. you can't yeah, really totally. be like a couple of working class dudes who smoke weed. <laughs> totally. Yeah, Jesse and Chester from Dude, Where's My Car? That movie is fucking ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, they find like an alien device, yeah. uh, the Continuum Transfunctioner. It's called. Oh my lord! But, but the was... whole basis of that movie of just being so wasted from the night before, where you don't know where your car is, it's just it, it's in line with me with Harold and Kumar that you make a movie about this. Yeah, it probably got too far out there too, but like it did. It's. Yeah. Fucking so silly. I mean, I'll I'll watch it. Like, it's I'm not like not gonna watch it. And I did watch it when it came out and thought it was hilarious, and still think it's funny today. But like, if you if I'm gonna like talk about stoners, like God, this is so stupid. It's too stupid. (laughs) So so stupid. How about you, Uh, man? What's your what's your bottom? So my bottom of the barrel is a stoner character who is kind of disguised as he's absolutely a stoner character, Mm -hmm. but they disguise it because it's really made for kids. And it's oh. Shaggy from Scooby Doo, oh, um, yeah. and it's okay. the live action version. It's Matthew Lillard as gotcha. Shaggy in the live action Scooby Doo movies because Scooby Doo is clearly made by people who do a lot of drugs, mm-hmm. and the animated mm-hmm. version is great. And I'm mm-hmm. not shitting on the entire character of Shaggy, but no. the live action depiction is one where it's not even like stupid funny; it's just bad. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's two. I think there's Scooby Doo with like Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince yeah, Jr. Yeah. and and then there's like the second one. It's like Monster Scooby Doo Monsters. Or I, I, don't I didn't know. even it's, watch that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I did either. That um, one has but, been flushed from my brain. Yeah, it's just one of those things that there probably was no winning for Matthew Lillard as this character. In like a live action version, um, not unless they made it like Train Spotting or something, where like, he just <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, he, I shoved like a bunch of cocaine up my ass, and I don't know what to do. Matthew Lillard is, uh, yeah, he should play every cocaine addict in movie history. I, mean, <laughs> I love him in Scream. SLC the original Punk. Scream, the yeah. original Scream is fucking awesome, and he's yeah. so good in that. It's a good one. Spoiler: yeah, I love the man. The killers, S- yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. I loved him at SLC Punk. I thought he was yeah. great in that. Yeah, yeah, he's just 
but the thing is, is like, if they were casting Shaggy, I would be like, oh, Matthew Lillard, like that's good casting. Sure. But it's just like yeah. the live action shit doesn't work with Scooby Doo, and Shaggy is clearly a stoner. Clearly, and it clearly. Uh, although subtly because of the kids, but it it just doesn't work. You so can Matthew see by Lillard. his shoes. <laughs> yeah, clearly, it's it's uh, that's my bottom of the barrel. Matthew Lillard as Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Okay. I can, I can, I can dig it, man. I yeah, can I can. It. It's like your opinion, man. That's just like <laughs> your opinion, man. All right. Well, the dude abides. Um, he does. We're gonna he t- does abide. We're gonna wrap it up, take off, and uh, next week we're gonna do an Oscars preview. We got the Oscars coming up. Yep. And uh, we're gonna talk about you know a few of the movies we've seen and what our opinion on. Who will win? Who should win? And uh, go into some Oscar stuff next week as the Academy Awards are upon us. Exactly. I think. Um, spoiler alert: Will knows more about these than I do. So, so <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but we will. Uh, we'll see you guys next week to talk Oscars. And in the meantime, we are going to have a few more Miller highlights and talk mm-hmm. about our friendship. Um, mm. I want the Friendship piece, power. the middle. I want the middle piece with the the two curved edges. Okay. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, have a good week, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.